Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the sustainable development goals and the roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks podcast. Please stay dedicated. There will be a, a day, a single day, which might change your full life. And don't lose hope. We are dedicated. We are working. We are struggling just to get our world a better place. That's it. So we have to, we, we, we doesn't have any option. Kevin, we don't have any option. We, we have to do this for our generation. SDG Talkers, welcome back. Today, we're going to hear from Tala Salim, who's the president of Youth Parliament based out of Karachi, Pakistan. Tala is going to dive into SDG 16, Peace, Justice, and Strong Institutions. We're going to hear about what do we have to do to actually create an environment and framework for success, especially to get youth involved with the nation building and capacity building. SDG 16 is an important SDG that touches all the other SDGs, and you're really going to learn a lot from Talal, who has a lot of passion and drive to make actual change. Talal Salim, welcome to the SDG Talks podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Kevin. How about you? I'm doing very well. It's great to have you here in SDG Chats. And for those of us that don't know, uh, I guess, much about you or where you're located. Tell us about where you are and, and some of the work that you do. Hello, everyone. My name is Talha Salim, and I'm from Pakistan. My city is Karachi. I was born here, brought up here, and I'm currently studying in ACCA, Association of Certified Chartered Accountants, and accept that I'm also working as a youth activist in Karachi and have been associated with many uh, national and international organizations and basically working on the youth empowerment, youth involvement into decision-making. Yeah, Kevin. And within youth empowerment, youth decision-making, sometimes that yeah. it seems like a buzzword and we hear, you hear it said, but often it's harder to realistically put in practice. And it seems mm. we often, we need a framework to enable the youth empowerment. So I'd, I'd love to hear from you, SDG 16, this Peace, Justice, and Strong Institutions. It's, it's, it's actually one that hasn't been talked about much in the SDG Talks podcast. So I'm glad to hear, have you talk about it. So what does youth involvement and youth in politics mean, and how does that tie into this SDG 16? Yes, uh, Kevin. Actually, this goal is really much important. We need to realize the importance of this goal. Many of our activists, SDGs activists, doesn't really count on uh, SDG goal 16. If you talk about Pakistan, the scenario over here, the leadership, the political leadership over here, is totally corrupt, and uh, but the youth is not, uh, you know, uh, ready to follow them. So why not we uh, establish a leader within ourselves, and we establish leadership skills in our youth, in our youngsters, and then make a ground for them to make policies for our future, for the betterment of our future. So if you talk about my organization. The uh, name of this organization in, in which I'm working in is Youth Parliament. It was established in 2005 by the chairman, Rizwan Jaffa, and he established it just because of the lack of leadership, lack of youth involvement into the politics. He established this. This was 
you know to uh, fill the gap uh, fill the gap of the filtered organization the organization which uh, which doesn't have any terrorist uh, people inside that which doesn't have any goals which might affect the future of our uh, youth and our country so the basic uh, goal was this as long as we are working on the uh, you know youth empowerment within the organization we firmly believe in democracy we want democracy to get prevailed uh, the history of pakistan unfortunately we have been under the dictatorship for almost 25 years and they didn't allow the democratic organization or the democratic leaders to you know sustain so the basic goal was this to get ourselves away from the dictatorship anti feudalism anti dictatorship uh, we need to realize the importance that dictatorship might be you know good for the current situation but it cannot be good enough for our futures because the global scenario is different global world doesn't allow dictatorship dictators to rule the world so basic goal was this our chairman decided to bring the democracy within the organization then he initiated a step a step of elections to which the whole cabinet will be elected then they will be uh, designated they will, they will be given a designation according to their abilities according to their according to respective uh, educational backgrounds and i joined the organization as a non standing committee member for the international relations then i contested an election on the international relations i had many experiences of representing my country in us and malaysia and i've won two uh, major awards in the major conferences like howard national modern nations uh, so i started from then if you talk about 5 days back i just uh, got elected as a president for the whole province and uh, my, congrats yeah. that's exciting thank you thank you so much and my colleagues my fellow colleagues my fellow members voted for me according to my credentials according to my credibilities and they they thought that i am the best one to get elected for the president so it is Uh, how that we are working and we are allowing our government institutions you know to involve youth into uh, the decision making we are we are it was it was just to fill the gap between the government institutions the political parties and the youth because uh, if you talk about the late 80s in pakistan the student union the concept of student unions was banned by a dictator and therefore we didn't have any huge leadership youth leaders uh, in the assemblies so it was just how it got affected then we initiated our organization then it started working and we have firmly provided many political leaders many media leaders to the to our country many international leaders many international members who are working with the united nations these days uh, present in the united nations headquarters so i think it's an honor for us uh, that we have been sustaining from past 15 years we are the first and largest youth organization of pakistan i'm glad to be a part of that It's awesome. Yes, well, snap snaps for you. It's yeah, really that's really you. really awesome and impressive and we need more of that bottom up change making around the yep. world and particularly within your context. And I'd love to dive further into some of the statements you made. You talked about mm-hmm. the youth parliament and some of the work that you're doing of filling that gap between mm-hmm. government, the political parties and the youth. And exactly. if you you look at some of these global population numbers of 
how much percentage of the world population is under 25 years old. And I don't know the exact numbers, but I know it's a lot and it's continuing uh, to grow. If, if you talk about Pakistan, I can tell you about that. Yeah. What, what, is, what is it like in Pakistan? With like, uh, what's the, it's what's the demography? Kevin. It's more than 60%. Wow. And uh, God forbid, God forbid, the, the policymakers whom are making policies for the 25 years old is almost 65 years old. <laughs> Truly it, tragic. Truly tragic. I know. And, well, it, uh, seems, it seems like in yeah. so many things I hear about, and even COVID-19 is an interesting framework where yeah. we, we try and stick to what we know or we stick to what worked in the past. And, and the one thing I, I hate, it always, it, it grinds my gears is when you ask someone something about why they're doing it and the response is, oh, that's what we've always done. And it's like, yeah. always done. You mean for the past 30 years, maybe a hundred years, like humanity has been around for a long time. So whatever system <laughs> we have in place was broken from the start. Now people in power want to maintain it. With trying to, you know, obviously top level systematic change is challenging. I mean, I know I think back about the Arab Spring in 2011, where you had a lot of these governments falling with the access to rise of Twitter and and internet, things like that. But not saying systematic, you know, anarchy or just that type of that type of change, but more progressive involvement, interactive youth led change, you know, how... Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. Like, how does that actually happen? How do you give a voice to the youth and how do you bring people together in a way that can spark ideas and, and, and get actual action for different initiatives? Yeah, I got your question, Kevin. It, it is really important question. I would like to answer this, uh, like uh, that I have been involved in, uh, with the international youth organizations, United Nations, the youth representatives in the United Nations directly. And I've been working with them for past two years. The thing which I've seen in past two years uh, by working with the United Nations and the representatives over there is that the scenario of each country is different. If you talk about the United States, the youth is really much empowered over there. And if you talk about Pakistan, the situation is really worse. Uh, because the, uh, if you if you accept Karachi, if you accept the capitals of uh, Pakistan, uh, we, we see the youth in our marginalized areas, the marginalized youth, which is unheard, which is not, their voices is not in the system yet. We have been trying to engage them just to create a political change, just to create a political sense within them, just to tell them about their rights. I have been, you know, conducting many seminars, many information, informative sessions uh, with the youth. Uh, I've been, you know, traveling to the marginalized areas, uh, meeting the new people, meeting the youth, which have a lot of potential, but they, they, they doesn't have the basic necessity, just like shelter, water, food. So we need to realize the importance, uh, the current scenario of each respective country. If you talk about Pakistan, we have the, the political system over here is totally corrupt. We have the system uh, conquered by the electables. They doesn't, they doesn't allow a normal working class guy to come and uh, you know contest the elections and get win by that and it doesn't allow anyone who is not in their context not in their uh, not from their linguistic background not from their uh, area 
to enter into politics and to serve the country. They, they, we have a lot of barriers over here. If you talk about the youth empowerment, how can we empower youth? Let me just tell you an example if you have a time. In Pakistan, in Karachi, Karachi is the most populated and the most largest city of Pakistan. Here we have a lot of public transport problems. The youth, which, is, which are the students, which are going for the jobs, doesn't have any public transport. I have raised many times their voices to get a public transport. Even I have uh, you know, formed an application with the uh, Chinese uh, company whom we're offering as the 300 buses, an easy loan, easy credit to, uh, and they just wanted uh, to bring those buses in Pakistan, in Karachi, and they just wanted to train our drivers, our engineers, and Boom. Uh, we were ready for our public transport, huge 300 buses in the roads of Karachi. But unfortunately, unfortunately, our political leaders, our policymakers didn't allow us to sign that deal because they didn't have any commission over that. They didn't have any, you know, any profits over that. So uh, I think I'm, uh, are you getting my point, Kevin? The things over here are really much disturbed. Even now I'm sitting over here talking with you, it's an honor for me that you have given you, me your precious, precious time and you, I'm raising here the voices of my youth, of my country's youth. Uh, Prime Minister Khan promised us a lot of things in past uh, election campaigns, but he failed to you know, facilitate us. Why? Because the system, the system, the bureaucratic system, the political system is corrupt. A single person cannot change the system. We have to have the best persons, best policymakers, and on merit, not on an, uh, any linguistic backgrounds, not any cultural backgrounds, not any political references. We need to have them on merit so that they can work for a prosperous Pakistan. So well said. And, and you, 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 you mentioned a few points that struck a chord with me. One is, is how it is different in every part of the world. And even within the country you mentioned within Pakistan, it's different. But of course, in throughout parts of the world, we have these, we have different aspects of red tape. We have different barriers that are preventing action. And that's frustrating. And there's at times where it's like, this makes so much sense. Yet there's some level of deep rooted corruption or some level of cronyism or a self-rooted interest business that's preventing something from happening. And it's hard to accept like when it's so blatantly obvious that this is the right thing, but something preventing. So from your experience, I mean, how do you accept that failure? Because what, what you are doing and what you're embarking on is far from anything that would be considered easy. And, you know, this is yeah. definitely not the road frequently traveled. This is the road less traveled and it's challenged. So how do you embrace and overcome those obstacles and failures where you're constantly getting beat down for doing good work? But how do you embrace that and overcome? And what are some examples of that? Kevin, uh, if you talk about myself, I just uh, believe in two things, faith in God and dedication. I have been playing with these two terms all my life, all my uh, you know, past experiences. And only God knows that how I conquered my goals, my missions. If you talk about uh, the, you know, the current uh, political mishaps and the scene, the bureaucratic system is totally uh, politically occupied. They can't even sign any document. They don't know how to sign a document. 
And is it because people were in power because they were just put there because it was like a, a, a connection? Yeah, just because they have money. They have a lot of money. They have influence. They have contacts with the policymakers, with the establishment, with the dictators, with the retired judges, colonels and all. And that is why they are ruling us without any fear. It's crazy. So one, one thing that you said that I think is going to be valuable for our listeners is you talked about in your response to my question just before about what to do when, when you're just getting, you're going on a, a meandering path and, you know, maybe hitting obstacles. And I experienced that too, as an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur where there's times where I, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall and not making any progress, but you kind of have to sit back. And, and of course, everyone has different aspects of you know, different religions and faith around the world, you know, but there's that universal feeling of something, uh, some higher power and some higher being that, you know, if we, the second point you said, determination, hard work, grit, you know, that's just like, that's something we can control. And if we do that, exactly. it's, there's just that, I, I sort of believe in, in destiny and, and uh, one of my favorite books is the alchemist and it oh, talks okay. in the story. Of, that's my favorite too. That's my favorite too. I mean, there's the idea of it's the amazing. omens and you just, yeah. you don't, really know where you're going but you're moving forward and you have those things that happen that are just like you know what exactly. this may not have been what i expected but this is a sign that i'm on the right path and mm. within your work that you've done i mean have you had those moments where you're like you want to pull your hair out and then you've had those moments where you're like wow like i'm i'm seeing real change and this is happening yeah yeah exactly exactly Kevin. not everyone is bad not everyone is in is corrupt so i have made policies with the uh, with the governors with the different provincial governors with different uh, provincial chief ministers and they have listened to us uh, if you talk uh, recently we have presented a bill on the uh, harassment uh, the harassment cases in pakistan have been on a rise from past many years we have presented we have made that bill we have tabled those bill in the parliament house and then in the senate senate and we have passed those bills to, uh, to our senators, to our uh, member national assemblies, member of parliament. So not everyone is bad, not everyone is good. We have to realize that who is in the favor of our youth, of upcoming generations, and who is not uh, ready to work for our generations, who is only working for themselves and who are who doesn't care about anyone so we need to realize this importance and uh, from the from, from this live session we have uh, we are having um, having with you i would also like to ask all the youth which is going to watch us that please stay dedicated there will be a, a day a single day which might change your full life and don't lose hope we are dedicated we are working we are struggling just to get our world a better place that's it so we have to we, we, we doesn't have any option kevin we don't have any option we 
we have to do this for our generations that's it that is my only aim that i don't have to go back i don't have any other track i don't have any other option the only thing i have is this track and i have to make this a better one for my juniors so well said and i think uh, that that resonates across to me and many others in that the options are that there's no other option and we got to keep yeah. fighting we got to keep working we only exactly. have one we only have one planet i often think too i mean mm. humans were mortals we're all going to die exactly. so with with every breath left that i can have in this world how am i going to spend them and we got to make sure that we're not wasting them on on the wrong crowd or the wrong people and, and granted it's it's really hard to yeah. inspire change but that's where i do believe in humanity i believe in you i believe in me i believe in every other one on this talk and I do think that this SDG framework is a great outline of what needs to happen to create a more fair, equitable, and, exactly. and open world. You know, so for you, like, what what is your vision for Pakistan, and what is your vision for the world? So I guess start with Pakistan, and then the world in yeah. terms of what you see let within us. Let's just start from my my city, my Karachi. Can I just start from yeah. that? Please. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin, Karachi has seen a lot of problems a lot of terrorism a lot of bomb blast a lot of killings secretarian killings many of them so i just i just want my city to be a safer a better place where we can roam around freely where our women can roam around freely where we have where, where all the religions have the free environment to you know pray to uh, uh, hindus can go to the temples christians can go to the churches muslims can go to their mosque so i firmly believe in the democracy and i want a free and fair environment for my city for my pakistan and i believe i personally believe that it can be assured just how can i come into politics and make a change only politics can bring a change in the system not any other thing and if you talk about the world i wish i wish in my lifetime that one day uh, you and me standing talking about the bestest and our visions our goals accomplished and we were uh, i wish we were we will be discussing that we have achieved these goals as the g's goals now what more to come what more to do and i believe that uh, with this dedication with this faith in us in ourselves we might achieve this very near i agree and I, and i i look forward to that day when it happens and it will happen but especially with stg 16 is so important where we need that foundation of peace justice and strong institutions to mm. to address and I, I feel like 16 and 17 are often sort of looked over but it, it's yeah. just the the foundations of what we need to be able to actually do the first 15 goals and we there's so many nuances within SDGs 1 exactly. to 15 that require uh, some level of stability that require the partnerships that require peace and collaboration amongst the different stakeholders mm -hmm. so i think what you're stating is something that everyone needs to think about with as they're approaching SDG 3 or 10 or 12 all of them we need to be thinking about the institutions that are in place that enable change to happen and, and agree that not only is do we have the politics, but I heard this in a conversation yesterday is we also need the funding and the financing to kind of go behind the program because if you write a policy 
sometimes you know it's 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 just like a piece of paper with words on it exactly you know, a exactly. piece of paper with words in it means nothing yeah. unless you have yeah. some type of carrot incentive yeah. or stick punishment so exactly. you know just give me a little context on that of like writing a policy great that's an accomplishment but how does it get enforced and how does it actually turn into any action how do you turn policy writing policy is one thing getting it approved yeah. and everything and then actually seeing it through the action is how does that yeah. what's that look like okay uh, my experiences uh, regarding the policy making has been amazing i have worked with uh, all the major political parties of pakistan and we have made uh, we have uh, you know have them made their youth policy youth policies and how come they can utilize the youth within their political system and it's been it's been amazing we we also uh, in 2018 the elections were there uh, and we also presented our youth manifesto for to the uh, different political parties we met their leaders uh, we presented these uh, policies and i would also like to tell you that many of them even included uh, their our youth policy in their agendas and we in prime minister of pakistan uh, even included our youth agenda in their manifesto so that was a big thing for me so that is why i was saying that things are not we just have to stay dedicated and uh, not everyone is bad so my past experiences regarding policy making and decision making has been amazing and i wish if there is one tala salim in pakistan uh, talking to kevin there will be more tala salim and more kevin sofen talking about the sgs and uh, about the goals which uh, which will be you know beneficial for the whole world we'll be talking about someday well said. Well, I can see why people chose you and elected you because you got a great, a great passion and a great aura to you. And I've drawn to you to just want to learn more. Even, even uh, Kevin, let me tell you something. I wasn't feeling well just, uh, just, uh, just for the sake of our love and just for uh, for the sake of our commitment. I just, I uh, just emailed me and I'm here with you. That's good. Well, I appreciate it so much. And one, two final questions I want to ask you, and you can, yeah. and, and you can answer in either order. Within what we just talked about, the SDG 16 context and within Pakistan and or the world, what is something that you are most excited about? And on the flip side, what is something that keeps you up at night and you're, you're terrified about? Okay. Kevin, being a democracy lover, I just wanted my political scenario to be free not be you know, used by not any political use by any dictator. In Pakistan, we have a lot of problems. We cannot do our wills. We cannot speech from our wills. We cannot, we doesn't have any freedom of speech. We don't have any freedom of writing. If I, you know, go and criticize someone who is in the policy making and who have been involved in the policy making or someone from the army, from the establishment, I will be kidnapped. So it is very much, you know, very much harder for me uh, from my parents, from my family, from my colleagues, to make them understand that we have to go through this to get a better Pakistan. So that's it. I, I just don't want to, you know, uh, it has been a lot of, sorry, thanks. No, I, I admire and appreciate your passion and your vision for, for Pakistan and the, the youth and the world. So we need more of it. We need more conversations. And I know we will continue to collaborate and meet someday. So Keep up the great work. And on behalf of the SCG Talks community, keep doing
doing what you're doing. It's really important work and we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash in United Nations community. The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks. Thank you.